Blog Talk Radio. talk about something different. We're going to talk about what's going on in the news this week. You know, we all have real talk. We talk about everything that's under the sun. So nothing is really off limits or off topic. So if you have a question or topic, feel free to give us a call. The number is 929-477-2978. 
So without further ado, let's get right to it. Good evening. Good evening. So, without further ado, I got to get right to it. We received an article about racial slurs and rants that's going to the middle school kids via Snapchat. First off, what's your take on social media for kids and what age should they have access to it? I think age, um, it's not so much as age, it's maturity. And, and, um, it also, the, the, the parents also play a role in that. Um, when I say that, I mean, teaching first, I guess, home values and, and expectations. Um, and then expectations as far as social media is concerned. Um, so that they know that if you if you aren't allowed to say it, you're not allowed to write it or post it. Um, that's on one side. On the other side where you have students that are being the recipients of, you know, vulgar posts and, and hate crime, so to speak. Um, they got to, before you give them access to social media, depending on what type of, depending on your background, they have to understand who they are and what is acceptable, you know, behavior from from peers. So it's not just age. An eight-year-old can be more mature than a 12-year-old, and, you know, if that eight-year-old understands the rules of the household and understands um the rules of social media, then there's a possibility you may have your eight-year-old on it and not your 12. Absolutely. I think, um, too, just like in this this situation here where um, the Internet plays plays a part because it says they were um, photographs of slaves in shackles and chains around their necks and things like that. I believe that certain things, certain kids shouldn't, have, well, I'm going to say certain kids, but kids shouldn't have access to it or be privy to it for reasons like this. Now, it's hard to, to gauge or to limit a child because, as you said earlier, it goes by maturation versus age. But in this in this regard, I mean, these are middle school kids. Middle school. Right. And and it, 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 you you have to think, one, <laughs> you know, um, the, the people, the children, who's doing the posting? I, I'd like to have the question answered. What are they learning at home? 
I mean, you, you say don't give that they shouldn't have access to pictures like this, but even if we didn't have social media, these pictures exist, not just on the web. They exist in books. Um, so they, some exist in encyclopedias. The The only difference is, is they, they weren't digitized, so they, they were easily transferable. Um, so, you know, like they would still have access, but the question I, I, I would like to know is, what are they learning at home? Because if this child, don't get me wrong, we have children. So I understand that not everything children do is exactly reflective of their upbringing because um, they test the waters a bit. So, but even still, when you have things like this to this extreme, children posting, you know, the the N word and sending it and and you know sending pictures of slaves indicating to another student you know hey, this is your granddaddy kind of thing you know what are they learning at home like what are y'all being taught I mean in what world do you think that this is okay I don't care what nationality or what background or what color someone's skin is. Um, in what world do you think that this is okay? It's not. Whether it's being, whether black children are being targeted, brown children, white children, or whatever color, you know, the children are, like the person who's doing this or the children who's doing this, like what in your mind makes you think that this is okay to do? So I think for me, Part of it comes down to simple, what's right and what's wrong. And then the second part of it comes down to how far, like how radical is um, the wrong that you're learning. Because you're learning it from somewhere. So how much exposure do you have to this type of behavior um, is is it in your household? Is it outside of your household? How come, you know what I'm saying? Like how come you have this much freedom to do these kinds of things? Um, and, it, and it wasn't like, I think the article said it was a series of posts, so it wasn't like, you know, it was just this one day. This has been kind of continuous. Yes, it has been ongoing. It has been ongoing um, for some time. It doesn't specify how long it's been going on. But right. It was, I mean, wow. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's one of these things where um, you, your parent, you give your child access to social media. Cool. You know, like I'm not in social media. I don't, you know, too much like it. But I tell you what, if if my child had full access, you best believe I'm on there monitoring and checking out pictures and trying to see, you know, make sure that whatever he is doing is that of integrity because I need to be able to hold him accountable. When you have this world of social media and everything is digital, you know, you lose accountability and you get to do 
stupid stuff like this until someone in an authoritative position finds out, and then it's reported. But guess what? Look at all this. Look at everything that you've caused before then. So for parents who give their children, you know, parents who give their children social media access, why not monitoring? Why not? I mean, I wouldn't create a dummy profile because if I'm going to look at what you're going to do, I want you to know who I am because I can do that because you belong to me. Now, when you get grown and you get out of my house, then whatever you post, that's on you because you're going to have to deal with whatever consequences come behind what you do on social media. But as my child, my first priority is to protect you. Second is to make sure that you hold on and grow into the young man you're supposed to be, which means your integrity, you know, knowing knowing right from wrong, knowing who you are, not falling into the crowd of stupid stuff. Well, that's that's the key right there. I mean, I think that's one of my gripes with social media because now there's no accountability. It perpetuates or it's a, it's a, it's a bigger avenue for uh, cowardly acts. You know, you'll say things via social media or via the internet that you wouldn't dare say to face-to-face. So if you wouldn't do it face-to-face, then... You shouldn't do it. Why? You at all? Period. Don't hide right. behind. Don't hide behind the keyboard. Don't hide behind the screen. And you know it's funny because not not going too far off topic, but you know me and the boy were having a conversation today, and we were talking about um, personal space being violated. And you know, and I told you know I told him, I said do you think that someone will walk up to me and just touch me or take take my purse off my, I mean, unless they're trying to rob me, okay, that's a whole different thing. But when you have somebody like, you know, he's at school and he's outside walking from the building to the outside class with his hood, with his hood on in the rain and cold, someone walks by him, takes his hood off his head. Do you know this person? No. Did you say anything? No, it just aggravated me. Okay, well why you didn't say something? He says, Because what are they going what are you gonna do in a situation like that? You let them know that that's your space. You don't have a right to put your hands on me. And so but I say that to say that those boundaries don't exist on social media. And so parents don't have a way to teach those boundaries on social media. You have to have kind of real life conversations and then you have to be able to teach your child to apply that to their social media space. If someone violates you on social media, it's the same thing as somebody walking up to you, taking something off of your shoulder or taking your hood off or trying to, or trying to rob you because you are allowed Space. See what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. So I feel like when people get on social media, they, there are no boundaries. It's it's like they feel like all gloves off. And for me, that that's not the case. 
That's why I don't post anything because, you know, no one will ever look at any of me, my kids, my husband, and have a comment to say because I'm going to let them have it. I don't care if it's on social media or if I got to pick up the phone and get a phone number to talk to somebody because once you, you're not going to disrespect me and you're not going to make a comment about something that has absolutely nothing to do with you. So in order for me to keep my sanity, I keep my personal life off the, off the Internet. I agree. You know, there's an issue at a, at a, at a restaurant that I want to leave a name where a guy called these this group of guys the N word. They took him outside and they well they didn't take him outside. They waited for him to go outside and they they beat him for calling him the N word. Now I'm 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 gonna say this and it's gonna sound crazy. I know it is. But I respect the fact that you was man enough to say it to my face what I don't I I hate that you didn't think that your actions will have consequences so consequential enough you got beat I know that (laughs) right I know that it's I'm not I'm not advocating violence at all but all right, I'm simply right. saying is there's a the time we're living in, it seems like there's no consequences to these actions. There's a young girl who uh was at the vending machine and uh another girl of a different race called her the N word and she hit her. In my opinion, rightfully so. One girl got suspended out of school, and the other one got in school suspension. Uh, because like there's I tell a my zero son, tolerance for fighting, but there's not a zero tolerance for for derogatory words. And that word was used at that point in time in a derogatory, demeaning manner. So she's allowed to do this and call me that, but I can't defend myself. Yeah. I told I my son. Humiliated. I told my right. son, you, you, you handle your business because that's the rule of our house. You don't worry about getting in trouble at school. You worry about getting in trouble at home. Period. You have a right to defend yourself. That, to me, is in the same category as someone spitting on you. Period. Which, if someone spit on you, that is assault. So you got the green light. Because you must understand that you are not allowed to disrespect me in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Period. What's your thoughts? 
right there with you. I mean, again, I, you know, <laughs> you don't, look, if I walk by you, if I'm standing in front of you, behind you, whatever the case may be, I ain't said nothing to you. I'm in school doing the same thing you're doing. You want to call me, this is real talk, you want to call me a nigga, you know, and and you expect me to not say anything, you expect me to allow you to do that to me? Like, I don't understand what you think, like what times you think we're living in, and I don't understand what makes you think it's okay. But she was well within her rights. You turn around and you give it to her. Because here's the whole thing. If we allow disrespect, we invite disrespect. If you walk up to me and you feel comfortable enough to touch me in any capacity without knowing me, then whatever consequence you got coming, You deserve it. It is not okay to be, and and that even applies to social media. It's not okay for you to send anything to my phone unless I've requested it. It's not okay for you to send or touch me. It's not okay for you to call me out my name, especially when I've done absolutely nothing to you. So if we allow it, then in my mind, we invite it. If you don't nip it in the bud, it keeps happening and it becomes a vicious cycle. And then before you know it, you've gone over the edge because all these many years or all these instances, someone's been calling you, you know, the N-word or some other derogatory name and you're fed up with it. So you nip it right in the bud when it first happens. I agree. I agree 100%. 100%. Let that be your very last time. If you you check it and if you do it right, you won't have that issue anymore. Right. And I mean, Period. not everything is, you don't have to be violent. Not a, We're not, don't get us wrong. We're not promoting violence. Um, We're not saying fight. We're not saying, you know, go from zero to 60. What we're saying is make your position known from the beginning that you, too, have a zero tolerance for being name called, for being touched, or even disrespected in any capacity, especially if you don't go around doing that. You're not going to accept it. Absolutely. Now, in situations where you got to fight, and, you know, I believe you should be able to do what you got to do. And, you know, the unfortunate part is, is we live in a time where you can't just throw hands like you used to and go home. You throw hands, then you got to be constantly looking over your shoulder you know, for some type of re- retaliation when you're dealing with with ignorance and and people who who don't know how to take an L when they get it. 
we'll cross that bridge and we get to it. Right, right now, right. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need you to 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 learn that this is unacceptable. Yeah, and I mean, and it's I think part of it is is how you carry yourself. You know, it's you know, um, some of it honestly, most of most hate crimes are unwarranted. You know, you don't have to look a certain way or act a certain way to be a recipient of a hate crime. And but some of it could be, you know, as far as um, you know, just invading my personal space, getting close to me for my comfort. You know, some of that could just be, you know, how you carry yourself. You know, if you make if you make friendly with with strangers, then you know they kind of think, oh well, yeah, 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 she cool. You know, you can, you know, just walk up and just hang on her shoulder. Like, nah, don't you touch me. I don't. But if you don't, go ahead. I don't believe. I don't um, <clears throat> believe in, in you just 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 randomly and random acts of of things like this. I think uh, people test, and as you said earlier, when you don't check it, and and again, not saying necessarily checking being you know beat somebody down, but you address it. Let them know that you this is unacceptable. And you move on. Now that's your only warning. The next time it happens, it will go down the way that you don't want it to go down. Okay, so yeah. no, go ahead. So you you check it. That way it won't it shouldn't be addressed again. But if you don't, if you let it ride, nine times out of ten you're inviting it to happen. And this time, they may bring someone else along, some other friends, and say, hey, hey, look, this guy, he don't, you know, he don't mind, or he, you know what I mean, or he's cool, or, you know what I mean? Because they yeah. they, they can use the N-word in front of you or at you. Yeah. And quite honestly, you can check something on somebody with, with a simple... Like I hit somebody quick, like you don't know me. I'm looking square in your eye. I'm not gonna crack a smile. And at that point, you better understand exactly what I mean by you don't know me. So don't don't put your hands on me. Don't you know? Or say, hey, we ain't friends. We ain't cool. You know, because again, people get comfortable with you. That's when. You know, some things start going left again. You know, in in some situations, again, in some situations, it's just one of those things where they're being an ass, and you know, they, you know, they just being hateful simply because they can. Um, some situations, people, you know, people can be um, over friendly. Um, for me, for me, back to the, you know, let them. You know, you say you don't know me. Uh, when you <laughs> to look at me, you're you're gonna know that it's not that that type of party. I'm I'm not, you know, for for, the, for that one or two that's in my circle. They know, and the rest know that they're not. So if you're gonna roll the dice and gamble, then it may be a lucky day. 
because I'm going to give you what you want. I, I believe that all these moments and instances are teaching opportunities. And if I don't right now, you may think it's okay. And the next one may not let you. When I say let you, I mean, let you make it home or let you get away with it. So I'm going to go ahead and do my part and teach you. Uh, uh, there's right. no such thing so as a free lesson now. Well, there's no such thing as a free lunch either. We learned that in, in economics. Tenstafo is, is actually the acronym for that. But, it's, again, it's just you, we, we've had these conversations before. you got to know who you are first and foremost. In order to be able to, in my mind, um, in order to be able to nip something in the bud or address a situation as soon as it happens to prevent it from happening, you got to be secure in who you are. You got to be secure, and you got to know that whatever that next move is, you got to you got to know that you know you're ready for it. Whether it's a trip to the office or whether it's a trip, you know, where they call your parents and say, "Hey, this, this, that, and the third, or whether it's a trip down, you know, butt flipping lane, whether you got to give it or take it, you know, whatever the case may be, you got to be secure enough and know who you are um, because that next move, you know, you, you, it, it could be good and it could be bad. You know, and when I say bad, it may be a situation where you actually have to defend yourself or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Back up your talk, so to speak. Um, so you gotta, you gotta, you gotta know, you gotta know who you are. I agree, and I think you know that goes back to to the original saying as far as the conversations you have at home. It all yeah. starts at home. You gotta remind or teach even who you are, and not to ever let your integrity be compromised. You are right. never to you know, leave anyone's anything other than what we named you. Yeah, and and I think that, you know, and we've talked about it plenty of times before, but, you know, it's it's one of those things where you got to set that foundation. You know, parents, we have to set that foundation. Um, and, and while it's wet, we need to be the only one, you know, around it or, or pouring or, or what have you. So then that way, once that foundation is dry, Anything that, you know, whether it's dirt, rock, or whatever, as soon as rain comes, it washes off. Like, can't nothing can't nothing penetrate that foundation. So we have to set that at home. Social media would not raise my children. Teachers, schools, principals, TV, you know, um, music will not raise my children. That is absolutely school. School is for, you know, education, require, educational requirement. TV, music. Social media, that's all entertainment, pure entertainment, and it is optional. I think that and we, we learn about that. And we learn about, you know, the entertainment, what what it does, uh, who yeah, is targeted towards. But yeah. d- deeper than that, you know, the reason why, you know, the music that's out here, you know, we don't have the music that's, that's, positive that's promoting something other than street life or or drugs and gangster quote unquote 
because it's brainwashing. It's a tool to brainwash. So if it brainwashes you to think that this is the way you're supposed to do, now you're going to start perpetuating what you're hearing, and now you're going to go into these privatized prisons who is being owned by the media moguls. Yeah, so, I, I think I think you know with that we could we could probably have you know a whole show just on on that alone. You know what I'm saying? Like just being real. So just because what you just said, not many people know about it. Not many in in the people who do know about it are so. Most of the people who do know about it are so wrapped up in hip hop and and people and celebrities and that 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 they kind of sweep it under the rug. But I saw one. I don't know if it was a meme. Um, Young Jeezy, and it, it said, you know, he telling his son to to graduate and 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 go to an Ivy League school. He telling yours, you know, to sell dope and, and and to kill and rob and you know what I'm saying. So basically, it was like through his music, he's telling your kids to do this, but but he raising his kids to go, you know, to Ivy League and do you know what I'm saying. So it's I think it's it's one of those things where we get so wrapped up in and kind of glorify hip hop that. We don't want to sit back and, and peel back the layers to take a deeper dive into where exactly and you know most of the money go and and who is driving the train. We think Agreed. it may be we think it's the artist, but truthfully they they're just a puppet. They're Absolutely. the ones who's being used to portray this. You know we got to trace this it. Image. You know like. Yeah, like they would say, follow the money. Of course. You know, you could you cops go to a drug bus, you know, you, you follow the money from one place to the next and guess where it leads you? It leads you to a bigger fish and it leads you to the cartel and you know what I mean? So it's I like one it. of those types of situations. Well also, you know, when it comes to this type of thing and also back to social media, when it comes to this, we don't we're not promoting positive. Once again, you know, something negative that's happening. Oh, that's trending. Mm-hmm. That's trending. But something that's positive, nobody is talking about that. Why is that? Anything that's motivational, that's not being, that's not trending. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it, these things that we have going on, in the news this week, it, 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 it irks me, you know, uh, back to, from, you know, Snapchat and, and, the, and the racial slurs all the way to, you know, the guy, the guys who beat up the, the white guy for calling him an N word. And then the guy who like beat this lady down, this older lady, she was like 55 years old for calling him the N word. Like, it's not acceptable. 
and the things that you say is, is are are consequences. They're consequential, just like the things you do. So if you take it upon yourself to do this, who knows what may happen? So my my warning to you is, if you can't if you can't back it up, don't shell it out. We're gonna take this time to introduce Pastor to the line. Pastor, welcome. Good evening to everybody. Good evening. Good evening. I just dialed in. Don't know what you guys are discussing, but I'm listening. I heard a lot of things about, I guess, some things that are happening in the world or maybe the news or whatever. Yes. So are we disgusted by it? Are we, um, what are we feeling with it? Well, uh, I'm not, I'm not disgusted. I'm I'm not even surprised. Um, I am more so, it's like a I told you so moment. Like, uh uh-huh, I told you. I told you. In all of it. In all of it. In all of it. Yeah. We're still not addressing the root of the problem. You know what I mean? Like, you can't say midget. You can't say dyke. You can't say faggot. Right. But, but you right. can say nigger. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they think it's okay. So if everything <laughs> else is off the board and erased, this should be too. Because nobody is going to sit around and be disrespected. Like I said earlier, you calling me the N-word is like spitting on me. So I have a right to defend myself. And I think part of the problem, too, is is that, um, <laughs> I mean, okay, so you got the faggot, dyke, and, and those kind of words. Okay, that group, that group of people who are offended by that word, what do they do? They go... They march, they they push, they fight, they they get laws changed, and so they make it so that people can't say that word, or if they do, it's considered hate crime or discrimination or whatever. When you take a look at the word nigger, what do we do? We take and we use it in our music. We turn around and, you know, call our brothers that, and we say, oh, it's a term of endearment. Um, we're not fighting as as one for that word to be erased from the board. We're, we're taking it in, and we're using it amongst ourselves and trying to say that we're taking the meaning out of it. All the meanwhile, when we get called that, we're fighting and we're using it as an excuse to defend ourselves. Yeah, and you know, to just uh, 
jump on with what she's saying. You know, it it does. Well, first of all, I understand why it offends, you know, us. I'll say when we hear the word, um, even though I know that's not what I am or who I am, I'm still offended by the word. I am, depending on who says it. But see, here's the problem. You know, like you said, you can say, say, and I'm repeating these words, you can say dyke, you can say faggot, you can say these things, yes. you know, um, and, and uh, but the difference between saying those and the N-word is uh, a dyke does not glorify the word dyke. Dykes don't run around saying, come here, dyke, you, what's up, dyke? They don't walk around yes. saying faggot. They don't say that, but when it comes to the N-word, we're usually, and I can't say the only ones, but, you know, uh, we use it, but then don't want anybody else to use it. And so my thing is, you know, and I'm speaking from the pulpit segment of the show, uh, you know, we got to treat folk the way we want to be treated. And also the Bible tells us that we reap what we sow. And I'm not saying that we... I said that it's right for them to say that it is absolutely wrong. It is absolutely wrong. But you got to consider, you know, the source. And also, uh, you know, a lot of what we're experiencing now, based off of what I believe in and based off of what I share with others, you know, these times are going to come. It said that, you know, the times are going to come to where, you know, people are not going to get along. People are going to say things and do things. But the funny part about it says uh, the end is not yet. This is not the very end, but we're getting close to it. You know, I do believe. And so um, I think we first got to get our house in order before we tell other folk that their house is dirty. I think that we got to, you know, um, address home first. We got to deal with ourselves first because, to be honest with you, man, um, I don't expect ever uh, that word to be taken out of the American vocabulary or the white vocabulary or the, I don't know, the Hispanic vocabulary. Uh, it's, it's just um, they know that it hurts. They, I think it's something that may be, you know, used on a, on a regular basis by them, and they're just not going to stop uh, doing it. Uh, you know, it's like, they found a sore spot. They found that button, and they go push it every now and then. They're going to do it. That's all there is to it. And we either need to rise above it, stop using it, or address it uh, in the right manner, whatever that may be. But uh, it does offend. It does hurt. Hey, I I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this, Pastor. I'm gonna address yeah. it at the right manner, but it probably be the wrong time. You dig? Yeah, yeah, that, that that's a good point. You you exactly so, that's really good what you just said. You're going to address it, but it's probably gonna be uh at the wrong time and probably in the wrong way. <laughs> you know. That's that's probably what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what's gonna happen. But you know what? On the news, on the report that day, they won't show what provoked you, but they'll will show the response you gave. Oh, you know, of yeah, and, and and that's that's usually um, what happens, man. Let me tell you, since the beginning of time, there's always been an oppressed people. There's always been a people that 
you know, um, got caught for throwing the second punch. That's just the way that it is, man. It shouldn't be let that way. It just should not be that way, you know. But that's just the way that it is. It was it was going on in biblical times. I mean, they they treated people like garbage. They treated them like, you know, like they were less than people. They they really were. But, um, you know, we gotta be. <laughs> we don't ever have to get used to it. We don't ever have to settle, you know. If there's been movies about it. There's been documentaries on it. They see them as well as we do. You know, you got some of our elected officials that, in my opinion, use this word on a regular basis. You, you, they're just, they just, they're there. Um, and I, and I, you know, I don't like it, but I have to believe. I have to believe that they're not going to ultimately get away with this. I have to believe that there has to be a turnaround. I have to believe, you know, man, that's the only thing, honestly, if I didn't think in my heart that one day God was going to turn this thing around, I'd quit on him today. But that's my only hope because it's too big for uh, me to resolve totally. It's too. It's gotten too so far out of hand until marching will help, but marching won't eliminate it, you know. And so I have to believe that God is going to do it. I, I don't have any choice right now because, you know, it's it's bad enough to make you either want to throw up or fight back, you know. And neither one of them ain't going to benefit me, to be honest with you. So I just have to, for me, I have to put my faith. In God, I have to prepare my children. Um, I have to hold back. I mean, because I need you to understand, this is not just in the in the free world. It's in it's in religion. It's just as prevalent in there as it is anywhere else. I mean, if I sit down with um, my Caucasian brothers, if you will, and we're discussing ministry, I'm looked down upon. I'm, I'm frowned on. I'm I'm less than. I'm not, you know, as educated. I'm not as, you know, it's it's you know, the way I have church and the way they have church is totally different. You know, I have inward church. You know, I preach an inward gospel. We're reading the same Bible, serving the same God, but, you know, uh, my brothers will tell, my Caucasian brothers will tell me in a heartbeat, you know, and I'll go preach for them. They'll say, you know what, every time I, I go, people tell me I preach like a, a black man, you know. That's what they'll say. You know, I'm sitting there like, dude, I... I never said that to you. You know what? What? How does a black man preach? Do I eat like a n-word too? Do I drive like an n-word? I mean, what's up with all of this? Oh, it's well, you know, everywhere, man. You know, earlier y'all mentioned a term of endearment. It's only a term of endearment if we both are endeared. You know what I mean? Just because you said to me doesn't make it a term of endearment. But it's also up to me to check that to say, listen, uh, not cool. I don't, I don't vibe like that. That's not, that's not how I get down and and, and check it. So right, yeah. I, when we yeah. say when we say a term of endearment, that's 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 something that's shared by both of us, not just you to me or, or, or unidirectional. It's got to be shared by both, and just because it's said in the community doesn't necessarily mean that it's automatically accepted or or is agreed upon as a term of endearment. 
So I just want to drop that off right there because, you know, it's it's quite a few brothers that don't that you know don't want to be called the N word. So 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 when we listen to, and it's not in it's not in all music. It is not. It's not in all, you know, rap music. It's not in all. You know, it's, it's not. But but it is a commonly used word. So when we listen to it, are we glorifying it? I mean, are we if if a popular artist uses that word, and let's just say he's using it as a term of endearment. Okay, if you and I are talking, and I say it to you, and you check me and say, hey, man, look, I, I don't get down that way. I don't vibe that way, okay? Then you know what? I got respect for you. I'll say, all right, man, you know, it's all good. And the love that I have for you is not going to kill our relationship, so I'm good. But now if while we're talking, you put on some of that music, we're sitting there, and we just we're just chopping it up, and you put on music, and it's saying it like that, Okay, now if I turn back to you and say, "Hey, man, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I respected what you said, but you know, I don't, I don't vibe with this right here." Are you gonna turn it off? See, I wouldn't even. First off, I wouldn't even have it on. Okay, Me, I got you. Because once again, it's six in one hand and half a dozen in the other. You know, so in order for me to. Because I'm it's, it's hypocritical In order for me to tell you that's not me But then I'm sitting here Singing singing word for word even Except for that particular word You know that's still A contradiction I hear you I I, I, I do hear you <laughs> I hear you precisely I'm I, I, let me see how you feel about this. I just just curious to know. Um, my wife and I went to well, where you're from. It's a supermarket. Where I'm from, it's a grocery store, but same place. And uh, as we were pulling up, it was a, <laughs> yeah, you okay? You got me. But as we were pulling up, um, it was you know temperature was you know pretty cold, and I was. I was just going to really just pull up to the door, let my wife out and uh, park and then come on inside just so she wouldn't have to be in the cold, whatever, whatever. But there was somewhat of a, um, I guess you said a traffic jam. And it was coming from, there was a white Lexus uh, sitting right at the door, lights flashing, and um, nobody could get by. So it was a little traffic jam right there. As I went a little farther, uh, I noticed this guy standing outside, he was literally praying for someone else. I mean, he was going in. He was he was in it deep, you know. And uh, so I drove off and I told my wife, I said, that brother getting it in right there, no big deal. So we got out together, walked across the parking lot. And as we were entering the store, my wife said, I wonder, and we happened to look. And here's this guy that just got finished praying for somebody, you know, doing, I guess, what he needed to do. He went and got in this white Lexus. You know, and getting ready to drive off. Okay, so now, which one is he really? Is he the one that prayed for the guy that everybody's impressed by? You know, or is he the, re- the other person that got in the car? In other words, it's the same guy, but he's doing good on one hand, but on the other hand, he's holding up traffic about the call of a wreck. How are you going to pray for me and then park in a place that says clearly no parking? 
You, you understand? And that's what I mean about the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the thing. If we're not going to use this word, then we don't need to listen to this word. We shouldn't tolerate this word. All I'm saying, man, is we've got to be, you know, if, if I'm going to get mad because, you know, and I shouldn't be this word, but let me, let me tell you about me. You know, when I hear a Caucasian use this word around me, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm red hot. But when if I, when if I hear, quote unquote, my brother use it around me, I don't like it. But my my heat level is not as high. Okay, I'm what's up with question. that? I'm asking yeah. you this question. What what make him your brother? Unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, I think that we've done that based off the color of his skin. Unfortunately. Mm. So does but that make y'all really equally my- yoked? <laughs> That's a good question right there. And we're getting to the root of the problem now because in reality, even Jesus asked the question, he said, Who is your brother? You mm-hmm. know, you, you could be my same color, but you may not be my brother. You know, if we don't believe in the same things, if we don't stand for the same things, you know, and all this, you know, again, are you really my brother? I mean, I know we're not going to be perfect, but that's a good, very good point. That is a very, very valid point that you just brought up right there because uh, it is possible, and, and Q, you need to go ahead and tie yourself down real quick, but it's possible that the white guy could have been my brother. It's possible. I agree. <laughs> you know? I agree. I agree because it, it, it doesn't it's, – it's, it's about the mentality. It's not about right. the physicality. It's not about the way you look, but it's about the way we think. You know what I mean? If you if you talking to 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 a white guy, who's like, man, that word is ugly. You know, I don't want no parts of it. You know what I mean? But then you got this, you got, you know, James or Jimmy, who's n word this and n word that, and throw your hands in the air, n word this. Ah, uh, I think the white guy seems like y'all have more in common or mentally, you know, than you and James. Or Lil James. Yeah. <laughs> but on the That's other hand, man, I I look down on Lil James for saying it because my thing is this. Okay, you grew up in the same place I did. You grew up the same way that I did. And now here we are. We're not on the back of the bus. We're not, you know, having to go to a segregated school. And here we are, you know, on the back of and the shoulders of our ancestors. And here we are still not doing any better, even though we got the opportunity now. So now I'm I'm more upset at, at James now because we grew up together, and here you are still saying that. They fought to, to keep us from being treated like that, and now here you are still saying it. I mean, did they fight? do you want did they to? Fight? Did they fight for us to join them, or did they fight for them to join us? I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I I really honestly don't know. That's a legitimate question, and I cannot, you know, give you an honest answer because I don't know. Miss mm. Quick, what's your thoughts? 
Um, uh, going back to to one comment the pastor had made, he had said that he, you know, when when he hears a white person use the word, you know, what his thoughts are, I was thinking, you know, like um, I used to work in an office, of course, and we would go to lunch and. Um, on the way into work, I listened to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. So when we would break for lunch, the the radio would be on. And, you know, we just get in the car, me and I work with white folks, of course. So me and my little white friend get in the car and we go have lunch. And if the, if a song came on with that word in it, I felt embarrassed. And um, well, I don't listen to that kind of music. But it was wow. it was kind of like I was embarrassed that, that that's even playing on my radio in my car, and so um, and the crazy thing is is I don't know why. I mean the lady, you know, she's an older lady, so she she's been around the world a couple of times. She know the word exists. She probably even she more than likely grew up in an area where it was used regularly. Um, but even still, I felt embarrassed because. How do we, as a people, you know, fight like you guys say, fight to to be one thing, and then turn around and do another? I don't, you know, for me, I don't, I don't understand that, you know. So, um, my thoughts are exactly where you guys are. You know, we. We one we can't be hypocritical. If if we're not going to use the word, then nothing we do should support it. That means music. You know, even honestly, sometimes even the artists that that use it in their music, you know, if if they have a clothing line, maybe we won't need to be wearing their clothes. You know, um, it goes. It's deeper than just. You know, well, let's just stop one thing because there's probably a whole slew of things we'd have to stop in order to to make our point known. You know, um, it's unfortunate, but I think that's the reality. You know, I agree with you. Um, when it comes to to that, I believe you probably was embarrassed because, you know you hold yourself at such high regards and here this come on. It's like, like, you know what I mean? Like, damn, like, yeah. Like, uh Oh, it's a contradiction to, <laughs> to the way that you, the way that you live, the way that you talk, the way that you think everything that's, that you are for, this is against, you know what I mean? This is the other direction. And sadly, you can be going positive on the 10. As soon as something like this come on, shit, you just went in the other direction, at least nine, nine and a half. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so let me, let me ask, um, let me ask Miss Quick, were you embarrassed that the song was on or the show was on? Because uh, well, it was the show. I, it was the song because at this point in the lunchtime and, you know, by lunchtime, the show was going off by the time, you know, you could okay, work. Okay, I got you. Okay. Yeah. So it was, it was the song. Um, and I thought, oh, 
I don't listen, you know, and I don't listen to it. It again, it was on. You park your car. You don't turn the radio down every time you park your car. But guess what? Now I do. <laughs> <laughs> now I so, do. Okay, so, I, I turn so it all the way am, down. Am I, am I wrong for when I take my car to be serviced? Not all the time, but you know, uh, I have taken my car to be serviced, and and where I take it, you know, to be honest with you, uh, there's not a whole lot of quote unquote black folk that work there. And so before I get out, I'll either turn the radio off or turn it on a sports station. In other words in other words, I listen to one thing on the way up there. But mm-hmm. once I arrive I put it on something that uh you know, that will keep them from, you know, thinking this is the N word right here. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I play listen. the game. Yeah, I do. Listen, I, I ain't playing I no games. That. Yeah. Pastor, when I pull up, I'm, my music's loud. You hear me? I'm shaking down. I ain't going to lie to you. Nine times out of ten, it may be R&B. It may be classical. It may be symphony. It may be opera. It may be... Uh, Rick Ross. Tell nah, me. Come on. I've listen to Rick Ross in a while. But my whole point is, if I am that N-word, I'm, I'm showing you that I'm cultured at that, which okay. makes me not the N-word, but by definition. So I play my music loud, you know, and, and like you said, I'm, I'm around a lot of, I'm in a suburban area, so I throw them off guard. I throw them off guard because they hit me pull up playing Brahms loud. Or Beethoven, that's not what you expect. That's not. <laughs> and the funny thing oh. is, they look at me and roll up the window, but then they're bob, they're they're kind of slowly, you know, going to the to the beat of the music that I'm listening to. I'm not. So sure when you pull up, in, so if you pull up and playing Rick Ross, you're an in, and if you pull up playing Beethoven, you're an educated in. That's probably what that's probably how they how they how they how they, how they, how they view it. But yeah, that's what either, I was thinking. But either way, either way it goes, you know. Um, less the integrity is intact. You know, yeah. we're not gonna we're not going to uh, compromise that. We're not going to sell ourselves out for that and like I said you know if you call me that be prepared because it is consequential you know you may get that, that tongue lashing you may you may get you know flipped over the counter you may get you know beat up on the car who knows <laughs> who knows but you've opened up that door you know you call you know some of the, some of the other people uh those derogatory terms that we mentioned earlier, and and they may be boycotting and picketing and and, and marching along outside your business. Mm-hmm. Everybody handles it differently, but just know there's consequences. Right. And I think the, the right. current climate has has people feeling free to say these things as though it doesn't have consequences. So will you do the same thing 
is it just okay? If you hear that word, okay, yeah, call to action basically. But if you hear someone call a woman a bitch, are you going to respond in the same manner? Um, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rap. Let's 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 you know, look here, bro. You know that's not cool. You know what I mean? Like let's show some. You know what I mean? Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna pull you to the side. We are gonna talk about this. You know what I mean? Okay. Period. So 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 are there levels to this this um this thing that we're talking about? And you know, no uh, no the no, ain't the no levels of disrespect. Level. No no no. What I'm saying is is is, is the N word a level ten offense and the B word a level eight offense and you know uh, whatever you know. Do we have levels of this thing? No, I don't believe there's levels. I believe that, as you said earlier, it's about only only level. Only thing that has a level is the comfort. That's the only thing that has okay. a level. Okay, and okay. I say that because the music make you comfortable with being called the invert by somebody who resembles you. The music mm-hmm. makes you feel comfortable being called a bitch or as long as, it, you know, a bad bitch or what have you. The music is what's making you feel comfortable. But in actuality, you let you let somebody broke or somebody with uh destitute call a woman a a, a bad bitch man <laughs> bro <laughs> you know how that may turn out you know what i mean <clears throat> but because of the image it seems like it's more people are more comfortable with it if if that makes sense so are you right. saying status status or financial status so to speak i don't, I don't even is, i don't even I think it's more image than status because in actuality, you may not really have it like you putting on like you have it. You know what I mean? But because you put on like you got it, that's why I says more of the image than anything else. But if somebody really true to themselves, I don't care how much money you come into. You're not walking around here calling a woman a bitch because you have a mother, a sister, or a grandma who would have slapped the taste out your mouth plus three or four teeth. Mm. True. We're going to introduce another caller to the line. Uh, 4644, your mic is live. I guess you're talking about the case where went on in Popeye's Chicken. With the employee and a customer, they made that was one of the mentions we made. Well, that was uh, the employee has got to pay the consequences of what his action was. Yeah, but they later did too. Well, yeah, she did, but you know, in the long run, she probably yeah, she had had a gun when he picked her up, and he had. Killed him. Then it been a different discussion. Bro, see the pit. If he she would have had a gun, he picked him up. That gun would have slid up under the counter, and her arm would have still got broke. Yeah, you know I was in Egypt in Abu Simbel one time, 
and we had some young black males that was along with us. And two or three, maybe four of them went out into the market there in Abu Simbel. That's down on the northern Sudan border. And they was going through the market, and they came upon uh, some vendors. And a couple of the vendors called out to him, what's up, my niggas? This is in Egypt. Mm. Now, their feelings was hurt. But there was nothing they going to do in somebody else's country. Now, I don't know, maybe because the way TV and programming is, maybe they picked up upon that in some show, black show, that was probably telecast there, where blacks was calling each other niggas. Mm. Or maybe it was a scene where one black was killing another one, and before he killed him, the victim, he called him the N-word. Now, if the victim had to survive, would it not be a hate crime, even though they're oh, both the crime. same color? Yeah, it's still a hate crime. Well, some people say it shouldn't be. Hmm. But anyway, I just want to put that out there. Uh, like the one case where the the man was arguing with this guy's wife in the car, and he comes out the store and shoves him to the ground. And there was politics involved in that because initially uh, he killed the guy, the husband, that shoved him to the ground. Initially, he wasn't charged with anything. I seen a case in Florida where a black woman was at a, a gasoline station, and a black man came up to her harassing her and so on. And I don't know if he pulled a knife or not, but this woman opened up the back of her SUV, pulled out a rifle, and let him have it. Killed him. Then nothing mm-hmm. happened to her. She was standing on the ground. Of course, we all could see was a surveillance camera. We couldn't hear what was being said. But I just wanted to add that to the conversation. Well, you know Thank you that much. one, that one that you were talking about, um, where the guy came out and pushed the guy down over the park over the handicapped parking spot. He was eventually charged um, because he was the aggressor as well as the initiator to that nonsense. Yeah, but he wasn't the initiator to the man that shoved him. No, he was he he approached the wife because he's parked in the handicap spot, but he was already out looking for it. And if if we're talking about the same case. Yeah, we're talking about the same case. There was no there was no physical contact between between him and the wife, you, it was just verbal. If you come up to my wife, verbal, because uh, verbal can still be hostile, and you say something disrespectful to my wife, we have a problem. Well, it, it could be, but the person that you're going to mess with got a right that if you pretend to be a threat to them, they got a right to kill you. So this guy who's talking trash to my wife, although it's verbal, and my wife let go and and put seven holes in, is she wrong? Yeah, because talking is not, because according to the state law, talking is not demonstrating 
a threat, a bodily threat. Negative, sir. Negative. In the state of Georgia, if you walk towards my vehicle in an aggressive manner. No, no, no. Hold on. on, Hear me out. If you walk towards my vehicle in an aggressive manner, verbal or nonverbal, I have the right. So if you come to my vehicle and you talking trash, you already the aggressor. I have the right to stand on my ground and shoot you. Yeah, but this case we was talking about wasn't Georgia. That was a different state. They had a different law. I'm just simply talking about my wife. If you walk towards my wife and my wife shoots you because you are are talking, which is verbal, you the aggressor. You walk towards the vehicle in a hostile manner. Hey, why you parked in this handicapped spot? You know, get your ass out, such, 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 whatever he said. She have the right to shoot you. Yeah, it may be in Georgia, but where that happened, it's a different thing. Would you agree? Mm. I don't know. I'm simply telling you. You talk about the state of Georgia, but that didn't happen in Georgia. It's different. Like in uh, Louisiana, in Louisiana, if you're carrying a concealed weapon, you're supposed to tell the police officer if you're in the investigation a contact that you have one in Missouri you don't have to tell them you're right because in Missouri they just they just had it because shit everybody was open carry in Missouri I thought it was the wild wild west when I was there well no it's not well yes uh, you don't have to have a concealed carry license I have one for Missouri to conceal carry but if you're going to open carry you have to have a concealed carry license well the state of Georgia is open carry you don't have to have. Only time you need a license is when you're going to carry it concealed, which it should be, I think. And really, I don't think it should be there. But the, that's just the thing. Uh, you know, the consequences. If people want to act out in a certain way, then the consequences they have to realize they're going to have to pay for. Well, you know, it's also a, a tool, a, a educational moment. You are not allowed to just walk up on my vehicle in a hostile manner. Period. And you're gonna learn today. You're gonna learn today. God is my well, you're right. I knew you're a, learn today. I knew a, a guy who was uh, in his convertible in St. Louis driving. He pulled that stoplight and some people's brother that was standing on the corner store walking toward his car, he took his gun out and shot it in the air. And they turned around and went the other way. <clears throat> but uh, that's uh, a discretion. But, you know, remember the case down in Florida where the woman got sent to prison for discharging a gun in the house, arguing mm-hmm. with her husband? Well, what got her in trouble is that she left, went to the garage, came back, and discharged the weapon in the presence of those children. Okay. That's where her problems came in. I mean, if she's going to shoot him, she should have killed him. Okay. So she couldn't use stand your ground because she left and she came back. You know, there's been cases where guards have ran and chased people and shot them, and uh, they were found guilty of uh, whatever. If they killed them, they were found guilty of murder. So it just depends. Anyway, I'm going to let you guys get back to your program. Hey, Thank sir, you before you go, can I ask you a question? Sure. Um, you talked about 
uh, I think it was Egypt. You said you were there, and um, I guess some of the Egyptians or whatever did actually use the N word. Yeah. Uh, just out of curiosity, I just want to know. Okay, you've heard it used in the United States. You've heard it used by, let's just say, the white man. How, did it make you feel different hearing it from an Egyptian? Did it? What I mean, what was what was your emotions on this? Did it upset you? Did it? I don't know. Uh, shock you? Did it? Was was there a difference? And I'm just asking because I I don't know. No, it wasn't a difference to me. They spoke in English. If they were speaking in their language, they would have called you cushy or something right. else. You go to uh, Ghana, they're going to call you a bruni, which means they're calling you a white man. You go to Nigeria, they're going to call you. depends on what ethnic group area you're in. They're going to they have a word for you. They know you're not them. So you weren't offended by it when you heard no. it? No. No, I wasn't offended by it. The word don't okay, offend me. You, okay, so so even if you're here in the states, you're not offended either. No, people say what they want to. You can't okay. control I'm, what people yeah. say. You can you, yeah. now you got a right to protect yourself. But right. uh, yeah, just, people yeah. can say what they want to say. They've been saying it forever. You can't legislate people's hearts. That's foolish to try to do that. Yeah, I got you. I just I just wondered if it was. Uh, you know, I've never been there, so I just wonder. You know that uh, you know that uh, racism, discrimination, and prejudice and hate is legal. There's nothing against the law with those. That's right. Unless somebody violates your civil rights in applying one of them, then that's where the law comes in. But a yep. person can. And racism today has evolved into damn near anything. Anything moves is racist. Blacks are racist too. But uh, people can be racist. You know, in Georgia, by the way, you had a case where at one school that they had their prom off school grounds and they didn't allow blacks at it. They said it was all white prom. And blacks got mad. We saw that, and they wanted mm-hmm. to have their own. Yeah, they wanted to have their own, but guess what? Blacks do that too. <laughs> they do that also. Then you got those in the middle that want to be with everybody, which is all right if that's what they want to do. Mm. Yes, sir. So you got people on the far right, people on the left, and you got people in the middle. They're human beings. Human beings do what human beings do. You got human beings that in time have practiced cannibalism. They have practiced sacrifices. Blacks in Africa do it also, did it also. Uh, In South America, the Pueblo Indians, the Mayans, the Aztecs, they've done that stuff too. We humans are. Humans do what's considered good things. They do what's considered bad things. It's subjective, both of them. Depends on the society you're in. In Iran, if you married, you got a wife, and you are practicing down low, you're going to get hung in that country. They don't play that. That's true. That is true. (laughs) In Egypt, 
kids, you see young kids on the corner waiting on transportation, ain't nobody going to bother them. You better not. You got a consequence to pay. In Nigeria, if you get to acting a fool, the police come. They're going to beat the hell out of you. Ain't no such thing as no police brutality in Nigeria. The police will beat your ass. Matter of fact, I I was in Ghana one time, and this this, some guy, some Ghanaian, broke in somebody's house. And I looked across the road, and people was behind him beating the hell out of him, leading him to the police station. I would Mm -hmm. say that if he seen a police officer, he would have ran to them and hid behind him. Because these folks will kill you, (laughs) even in the markets. Now, this is no lie now. I was in Kamasi. I heard this ruckus, and I looked at old people beating the hell out of this one guy then. I said, Dodger, I said, Dodger, what's going on? He said, he's a thief. (laughs) 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 So in a way, we got it pretty good here in America. Criminals get treated pretty good. Anyway, man, I'm going to let y'all get back to your show. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for calling Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was another angle on things. That is. I think he you said know. something real important. Um, you know, he said you can't. What did he say? Legislate somebody's heart. Yep. Right. Yeah, I think that that that's real important because you can't. And I don't think that, you know, that that's not. People don't realize that. You know what's funny? Last week we had a guy come in there and come come to the business and he called one of the employees the N word. A, 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 a black fellow, he was a foreigner, and my guy, he he didn't even. Uh, he didn't even get mad. He just was like, man, get out of here, man. Like, like, you know, but he also prefaced it was, do you know who I am? You are just a so-and-so. I am a professor. I am, you know, so in this instance, it wasn't even about racism. It was more classism. And I think that's another issue that we have, even going back to, you know, uh, the image thing, you know what I mean? Like the business, she she thought she said she had mentioned status. I think it's, I think classism plays in there somewhere. And I think if we did away with classism, then we wouldn't have these 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 situations at these restaurants or or on the roadway. Period. Because you wouldn't think that you are better than than me, or your situation was better than mine. What's your thoughts on that? Well, who sets the rules? Who 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 um, puts the list together? Who says, okay? All the things we've mentioned on here earlier, midgets, um, 
<laughs> you got me convicted now. Can't say any of them, but all the things that we've said. Um, who says the rules? Who who says what's offensive and what's not offensive? I mean, some things that you know you may o- overlook. Okay, if um, I don't know if uh, Le- LeBron James walks up and you know, and he looks at say my son who's five one, five two maybe. Uh if he calls him a midget. Is he really calling him a midget or is he saying that you're short you're short compared to me? I mean, I don't know, man. It's just uh But why would he come up like that? Works to saying what's up, your little brother or you know Yeah, I I hear little fella, my guy. You know, like yeah. why would you have to come up and, and slap a label on the situation. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Would would everybody be conscious of, or more conscious of the words that we speak, or the people that you know we're around, or whatever? I mean, I mean, are we? Do we have to walk on eggshells? How, how can we possibly get this thing back in? You know, it, it, it's out there now. You can't. You know, you can't put that egg back in that shell. The shell's been broken. I mean, so what are we going to do? I mean, <laughs> what are we going to do? How do you take a a word out of a vocabulary of society? I, I mean, I mean, you stop using it, but it's going to take generations for it to be completely eliminated. And plus, because it's so prevalent in our families, in our households, in our music, in our culture, movies, whatever, I don't know that they'll ever go away. I mean, you know, I just don't know that they ever will go away. And my suggestion, you know, is first of all, I think it has to begin personally. You know, I really do. But I also think that all of us need to strengthen ourselves and educate ourselves beyond, I guess you would say, the hurt of those words to where, we don't acknowledge them. We just keep moving forward, and, and maybe over time, somebody may stop saying them. I, I don't know, man. But you know, we're in a we're in a mess right now. We are we are really in a mess right now. I mean, do you tell your kids when you hear that word, go ahead and fight back, and when I get there, uh, we'll square it away? Or do you tell your kids ignore it because that's not who you are? You know, so. And there's no universal uh, way of handling things, uh, you know, in a sense, because the way that you tell your kids, I may tell my kids, completely different. So then you got in, like you was, they were talking earlier, Georgia, you got one set of rules. Uh, Florida, you got another set. Louisiana, you got another set. And, um, you know, so we just got a mess right now. We really got the a Mrs. mess right now. The Miz is quoted something earlier. Uh, when she was saying it, uh, what did you say about if you don't check it, you inviting it? I said if you, yeah, essentially, I said if you um, accept the behavior, then you invite the behavior. So um, just thinking right along the lines of, of what he's talking about, you know, uh, we tell our children to handle it, you know, we teach them what we know, but we have to teach our children to handle a situation in which they're comfortable. So 
if you're comfortable and someone calling you that and you're comfortable with turning around and walking away, then that's what you do. If you're comfortable with someone calling you that and you smack them, then that's what you do. Because either way, the child has to pay, you're going to have to pay the consequence for whatever action you take. You have to make, I don't think that there's a right or a wrong answer when it comes to dealing with disrespect. Um, and and it's more than just that word. You know, there's a whole slew of words and that, that are disrespectful or demeaning. And um, so the rules are always different. Um, so they have to be able to respond in a in a manner that they can accept whatever consequences about to come next. So, you know, for me, I'm I don't like being called young lady. Okay, I've you know been I'm, I'm in the corporate sector and I, I have meetings and you know I work with excuse me but quite frankly a bunch of old white men. And who would challenge whatever advice that I'm giving in a meeting and would refer to me as, listen here, young lady, do not call me young lady. You can refer to me as Monica, and at that time it was my maiden name, um, or that. I do not answer to young lady, and you will not call me that. And he did it again, and I was on a teleconference. Sir, if you refer to me that like that one more time, I will not continue this call. And other people were on the call, but I stood my ground. I let you know that that's not acceptable for me. And if you can't handle that, then I don't need to be here. Well, me. So uh... Obviously, I had to deal with the consequence of that. Yeah, I still got my job, of course. But, you know, you have to deal with something in a manner that you could accept the consequence. Go ahead. Uh, uh, like I said earlier, you know, with checking someone does not necessarily mean putting your hands on them or <laughs> check mating them. But you will address it and let it be known that this is not acceptable. Like I said, that's for me, that's the only warning. And I may walk away. The next time we encounter and it, and it happens again, now it's checkmate. You just put yourself in a bad situation. Period. Because now you deliberately, your intention was to disrespect me. So now we got to, unfortunately, take it where you really don't want it to go. But you got to address it. You got to address it. And I can't tell you what's right or what's wrong. All I can tell you is how I would. If you cut it off right there, because they may not know that it's offensive or that you, you know, it's disrespectful. Period. Oh, and to your point, Pastor, and that's across the board. It has nothing to do with the hue of your skin. It's across the board. So okay. the white guy, saying, you know, y'all niggas wilding, or the black guy saying, "What up, my nigga?" 
Either way it goes, nah, it's not acceptable. Okay, I got you. So where you at with this? Um, hurt, disappointed, um, and I guess you would say questioning, you know, questioning God on it. And the reason I say that is because you know, I don't profess to know everything. I do know what Scripture teaches me about how to handle people that, you know, mistreat me, um, that degrade me, things of that nature. I know what the Lord expects of me, but my my flesh side, my human side, you know, wants to get in the way and, you know, retaliate in like fashion. But that's not, and that's why I was talking earlier about, okay, who has the standards? You know, who who says this is right and this is wrong? You know, because the way the Bible is, well, let me say it this way to keep down the offenses. The way I interpret the way the Bible is written is that, you know, God is not a respecter of persons. He, he's not, he doesn't favor the black man or the white man. And he makes a promise that whoever's doing wrong, whoever's doing the mistreating, you know, you're going to be cut down. You're going to be cut off. And while I do believe that, um, I guess my problem is I don't want to wait for that to happen. Uh, my problem is, God, you would do it in a loving way, and I want to do it in a way where it hurts somebody, you know, or whatever, you know. Uh, but, and that's why I said I'm hurt and I'm uh, a little confused by it or whatever. But, you know, if I'm going to be a person of faith, if I really say that I believe in God, and I've got to learn how to wait, and and I got to do things God's way. I can't sit here and be a hypocrite and t- and say that okay, I, I'll take God at His word in everything except for this area. Uh, you know, God can handle anything and everything. But when you call me an N word, and I'm gonna beat you with the backside of my nine, and then you know. I'm going to pump about six or, six or seven slugs in you, and, you know, then I'm going to go back to praying again. You know, so I either need to be all in or all out, you know. And I'm speaking that to some folk that are out there, you know. Maybe you're not there yet to where you're even considering trusting God, you know, but that's all good because all of us have been out there. And then maybe there's another group that says, I'm just learning this thing. I'm just getting there, and God is still working on me. That's cool, too. And then maybe you're where I am. It's like, okay, you know better, and you're really making it worse. Instead of resolving the issue, you're making it worse. For instance, the guy that I saw at the supermarket grocery store that was parked there praying for somebody in one area, but he's parked in the wrong place. Well, I get upset at this dude. I'm like, man, dude, you ain't practicing what you preach. That's what I'm thinking. But if I really care about him, I pulled a brother over to the side, you know, privately and say, man, look, I think the guy probably really needed prayer. That's all well and fine, but you went in here to shop, and you are absolutely breaking the law. It says no parking right there. 
you got folk, you know, you, you, you're misrepresenting, you know, uh, who you say you are. I should have gone to him. But did I correct my brother? Did I check him? No, I didn't. I got angry at him and, you know, basically was thinking in my mind, you acting like an in. Well, how does an in act? You know, so, you know, again, man, this, this is a, um, a good conversation to have. I don't think we're going to come to a resolution unless it's a personal resolution to say that I'm going to handle this thing, as Ms. Quick said, um, this way. I'm going to walk away from it. I'm going to turn around and strike back, but I can't do one one minute and do the other the other minute. I got to be I got to be who I am. I can't lash what? out at the Asian person for saying it and leave the Caucasian person alone for saying it or whatever. I agree. I think that you know, it all it goes back to knowing who you are and one of my favorite and you know, I, I probably get it wrong, but it's in Genesis when they say they talk about I created thee in the image of God, you know. So you gotta conduct yourself as such all the time. And I think that is what that's what I hold on to. You know, when I go out and I'm you know, I wanna handle it this way, you know, but because I know who I am, I handle it the other way. You know what I mean? Because that's that that that's a responsibility in that uh, hell in that reflection in that creation like there's a responsibility to do so and I believe that that's the reason why it's so prevalent everywhere because they don't they don't want you to, to recognize who you are that fact so if, they, if I keep telling you that you this you're going to act as this and you're going to continue to to do so and perpetuate this versus me saying, reminding you that you was created in the image of God and there's a different way for you to go about doing it because your calling to do so is different, if that makes sense. Well, it makes all the sense in the world. Whenever, whenever you go out, you know, one of the things that should be on your heart before you act is that, okay, number one, you're representing God. Number two, you're representing your wife and your kids. You're representing, you know, your business. You're representing uh, the black race, the black man. You know, you don't understand, man. A lot of people don't understand that when we do act, we are either aiding or hurting a lot of people. I don't care what you when I put my seatbelt on, yes, I should be safe. Yes, that is the law. But I'm not just putting it on for me. I'm putting it on for my wife and my kids. When I'm when I'm away from this call, I'm I gotta still be true to who I am. So I understand what you're saying, but we've gotta always be conscious not of what not only what God called us, but who we know that we are. So before Absolutely you go out and start rattling some cages and saying, I'm going to show you that I'm a man. You may need to show them that you're a child of God. You may need to show them that you're a husband and a father, that you are uh, a, a well-educated, uh, you know, black man or whatever, that you are a business owner. They may need to see that side of you. But most of the time we want to show them 
our physical side. We need to want to show them that you're not going to get one up on me. And, you know, so I think we really need to, as you said, find out who we are, know that we're made in the image of God. And if we're in the image of God, we do have the power of the choice to walk away or to take the high road. You know, um, absolutely. Michelle Obama said something a few years ago. I want to think it was, I don't know if it was during the election, but she, she, she made a statement. She said something to the essence of, you know, when they go low, we go high. And, um, you know, that's a, it's a powerful statement, very, very powerful statement. So we got to consider, I mean, how would you get on this line next week and tell somebody after um, was on his way, you know, <laughs> to the grocery store and he saw somebody call him an N-word and he pulled out his nine and, and dropped him. And, mm. you know, he's he's incarcerated right now. Y'all be in prayer for him. How, how would you come on the line next week and tell people that? How would you feel if people would say, well, you know what, he sounded like a pretty nice guy. I didn't think that guy would do anything like that. Are you going to get on here and say, well, it don't matter what Pastor did. You know what, he was right in doing so. I can see you still loving me, still coming to see about me, but I can't see you getting on here defending me if I was dead wrong. So, you know, so when I go somewhere, man, believe it or not, you may not be the first one to come to my mind. Uh, your wife may not be the first one. Maybe not, but somewhere down the line, I do think about you guys, and, and I think about, okay, is it worth it? Is it worth it for me to do what my feelings really want me to do? Is it worth it for me? Matter of fact, sometimes even quitting, you know, I'll say to myself, you know, if I quit, what is that going to do to the show? What is that going to do to the community? You know, I'm just saying, y'all, it's bigger. The, the our, our Our actions are bigger than you know, what we're being called or, you know, what they're saying about us. The way we respond is more important than, you know, what we're responding to, I guess. It's just something to think about. And I think also we need to, you know, um, I haven't been called that one, not to my face. So let me say that. But um, I think that you know, we can challenge ourselves to kind of think oh, about it and challenge. say, okay, well, just think, just think about it and say, okay, how would I feel? Because usually the the first reaction is going to be an emotional reaction. So it's, it's one of those cases where how would I feel if somebody called me that? Like, would it stir up anything in me? Would it would it cause me to boil over? Um, the reason I don't like being called young lady is because, to me, it's equivalent to little girl. And when um, when I would have issues with uh, you know a certain person in my family, I would be referred to as little girl in a very demeaning manner, and that set me off. So I think that when we are called a name, we need to first figure out why does that 
do it for me? Like, why does that send me from zero to 60? And if if we can figure that out and deal with that, then I think the reaction would be more logical than emotional. And if if it's logical, I think that, you know, like Pastor say, we're going to go high every time. Well, uh, I think it all, all that, all that's, that's, that's cool, but you know, we're going to, we're going to speak real, you know, if you catch somebody at that bad time, that bad day, <laughs> you know, that bad moment, it may not, going high may not, may be what I want to do, but because I'm at my, my boiling point, who, who knows when, you know, uh, you get caught wrong. So right. to both of y'all point, you know, we have to rely on God and remember who we are because if we don't, we will go wrong. I'm going to say nine times out of 10. Me personally, uh, I look at who I'm talking to, right? So this guy who called call my guy the n-word uh he was a little old man my guy he he stands you know 200 pounds six two uh <laughs> it, it was it would have been a no-win situation for him you know what i mean so you have to assess that as well is it even worth being physical is it even worth you know uh defending this position or is it just saying, you know what, just leave. Period. And it could be a bait just like this guy was because he was like, hit me, hit me. I'll call the police. Okay, so if you react to this person and you hit them, now they just put you in the system. Because once again, they're not going to say, yep, I'll call him the N-word and he hit me. Now nah, they're gonna be like, I, I didn't do anything, you know. He he hit me. Period. So you got to be mindful of the entire situation, the entire situation. Now, like like the minute to my face, I haven't been called one, and I really don't know how I will react. I mean, you know. Hit him with the nine and and, and bust at him six times like Pastor said, or I may say, you know what, <laughs> today is your lucky day. You go ahead about your business. The next person may not let you walk away, so I'll probably I wouldn't use that again. Or I wouldn't say that again. You know what I mean? Like it's it's an educational moment. What you gonna do with it? So if you, if you were to if you were to I believe that you can pray about anything. And if you were to pray about this, would you pray and ask God to give you the strength to stay or the strength to walk away when it comes to somebody calling you that? I would uh I, I would be careful in asking because you know God will put you in a position where you got got to use it. So I would be careful in both of those, but 
um, I think I would. Uh, I think I would. I I would I would ask for, you know, wisdom in this. Um, I don't want strength to walk away. I don't want the strength to stay, but I want the wisdom to be able to teach this person that this is not acceptable at this moment and prayerfully he won't he will learn and he won't use it again you know what I mean and that's without being physical that's without being uh, angry that's without being emotional you know but just logically speaking because like I said maybe he don't know That this is offensive. Mm. Yeah, this this is uh, definitely touched the nerve tonight because um, as I'm listening to you talk, you know I'm, you know I'm, every every week on this line, man, I gotta I make sure that I ask the question, you know, where am I at on this? What? How would I respond? You know, what would I do. Um, do I feel like Quick feels? Do I feel like his wife feels? Do I feel like the brother just got off the line? Do I feel like him? You know, I, you know. And it's easy to say what you should do, um, you know. But sometimes you don't know until you get in a situation. And I just thought about. I feel like. Now I say I feel like that I could handle it. If someone was to call me that to my face, I feel like I'm strong enough to stand there and take it. I mean, and when I say take it, I'm not going to let you just keep saying it over and over and over. No, I'm not going to do that, but I feel like because I know who I am and I know who I represent, that I can continue doing what I got to do and, you know, just let, let let the person know, you know, we're, you know you're not, as Ms. Quick said, with the conference call, you know, you will not talk to me that way. Now, you're not going to do that. You say whatever you want to say to anybody else, and that's fine. But you're not going to refer to me as this. This is my name, and this is how, you you know, you refer to me or whatever. I think I can handle that. I don't think I'm strong enough to handle, say, a teacher calling my kid that. I, I you know, <laughs> and I know that sounds weird, but... Um, yeah, I don't want my kids to ever have to be faced with that. And if I saw somebody, and another kid doing it is one thing, but an adult addressing my kid like that, I don't know that I would be able to hold myself back. I, I just, I love my kids, man. And, you know, I know that you can't defend yourself, you know, um, or whatever. So guess what? Uh, you probably going to have to deal with me then. But... That's why these things are so important, man, because it, it causes me to take a look at myself and say, you know what, it don't matter what your title, your occupation, your calling is, you're still, you're not God. you got a long way to go. You're strong, but you're not as strong as you need to be. You know, it's, it's really helping me to become a stronger, wiser, more prayerful person uh, because I'm uh, somewhat convicted when I get off the line because I realize, wow, God, you mean... You use me to try and help people, and I need more help than most of them. So 
If nobody else don't think Zion is serving a purpose, it really is. It's strengthening uh, me. It's causing me to take that good long um, look in the mirror and say, wow, dude, you you got a long way to go, man. So, um, Mr. Quick, thank you so much for the show, man. I I mean that from my heart, you know. Thank you for keeping this thing going. I think, Pastor, it's, it's, it's like I said, you know, last week about the words that we use. This our commitment, um, and even even in saying, you know, this is how I would handle it. I just committed to uh, a logical approach, and I'm gonna put my put my wife on on blast as well because. Um, I believe that that's the way she would handle it as well. Now, just like you just said, when, once you get my kids, my wife involved, I don't think I'm going to have that, that Mr. Quick stress then. And I pray for the, the victim uh, that I don't have that Mr. Quick strength then. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because it'll be all bad. Once you start adding other other elements and, and, and other factors into the equation, it gets it gets bad. So in that regard, I'm gonna pray. I, that's why I need to pray uh, for right there because I'm not always gonna be there. But if I do get that phone call, how will I handle it? You know what I mean? Now I know what my son asked me. He says. Dad, what if you have a racist teacher? And I say, well, what they got to do with you? That's their problem. You know, you still go and you learn. Um, but that's different if someone calls my son the N-word. If someone calls my wife the N-word. So that's just being real. That's just being real. You call me what you want to call me. I'm going to handle it like a G. You know what I mean? And we're going to move from there. But once you start bringing my wife and my kids into it, all bad. All bad. My strength ain't there yet. (laughs) My strength ain't there yet. (laughs) I hear you. But to your point, Pastor, it it does do uh it do it does me a world of good as well having these conversations. Uh and I think it kinda smooth a lot of the rough the rough edges off a little bit, uh, when mitigating through life with these situations that we talk about. Because just as sure as I'm sitting here, they come about. But now I have something to to, to reference, to go back to and right. say, hey, this is how, you know, I said right. I would handle it, and this is how I mm-hmm. think we should handle it. Yep. I'm with you. Ms. Quick, what's your thoughts on this?
Sorry, I was on mute. Um, yeah, I'm right there with you. You know, I can I can take it. You know, I mean, it's one of those things where, I, like you, call me what you want, but my kids, nah, all bets are off. Um, and and the unfortunate part is is that I'm not fully where God need me to be yet because at that point it's. You know, I'll probably go off and, and whatever consequences got to be paid, and I'm willing to do that too. Um, but, you know, we have to we have to challenge ourselves. We have to challenge ourselves to rise above. And the unfortunate part is we have to do that at all times. And, I, you know, <laughs> there's some days, you know, I'm in the grocery store all the time. Sometimes me, sometimes me and the kids. And, you know, I'm being polite and saying, excuse me, or speaking. And, you know, not everybody does the same. And, shoot, in, in my mind, I'm thinking, uh, they acting like an ass. You know, could be another word. But, hey, it's just, you know, so... There are those days where, and I don't call anybody that, um, obviously, but I, I can, there are those days where people's thoughts become their words. And on those days, we we just have to pray that they don't catch us on that wrong day. I mean, it's that, you know, that's just the reality of it. You know, be in prayer that, when we're having those days and we're the recipient of a hate crime, you know, let's just pray that we're not we're not gonna get get it on that day. Any day but that one. Um, because, you know, it it could end up not the way not in a good way. So Well, let's we should maybe we should pray that we don't um that whatever is that whatever is, is, is building in us that you know we can release that pressure so that our pot doesn't explode, you know what I mean, in reference to the crock pot, you know. But we, mm-hmm. we, we have to because it may not be this person, it may be something that we can normally walk away from, but because we have so much going on in our pots about to boil over to where we just take it out on this person and go further than we want to. Yeah. And and that's with with anything. You know, I mean even you know, with with kids, you know, because they're out in this world too. So we have to be able to teach them say, hey, look, you know, you're going to have some really good days, you're going to have some really bad ones, and just some real effed up ones, you know. Um, but the thing you have to do is, is you have to have that release. You know, whether you come home and you hit the punching bag, you come home and you, you know, you take a run, or you come home and you scream, um, whatever the case may be, have that outlet because, like, for me, I've had those days. You know, I've I've had those days where, 
matter of fact, I think I had one last week where I just had it, and you know, I put the kids in the bed, and at you don't know seven thirty, quarter to eight, and it was like I'm done. I think probably had one last night too, but um, we have to be able to have the release, and more than that, we have to know what ticks us, like what makes us tick, because knowing what makes you tick gives you the control, not them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, knowing the words that make me tick, I was in control of my moment, and I was able to say, you know, don't address me that way. And it, it was not a please don't address me. It wasn't, it was do not address me that way. You will call me by, you know, Monica or Ms. Hayes. And that was that. You know, it was, it, it wasn't, you know, just going off in emotion and ranting and, you know, not understanding where this was coming from. I knew exactly where it was coming from, and I knew exactly what I wanted my end result to be. But more than that, I knew how to articulate it in a way that my point came across as clear as it can be. One thing we got to be mindful, too, that we forget to factor in, and that is how someone perceives us. You know, um, they may see you, Miss Quick, as less intimidating as they see me. You know, um, you, you know you're relatively short and and pretty and all, and so you're not a threat. Me coming in, bald head, bearded, you know, five ten, two thirty, they may see me a little different. So they may be ready to stand their ground, although. They have so in order for me to make it back home safely and the same way I left, which is unshot or undead, I <laughs> I, I have to um, handle things a little differently. So perhaps I'm sure you can agree in this situation. Um, everything isn't necessarily meant to be handled physically versus. Um, a more lasting effect by the education, by teaching someone um, that is, again, disrespectful or unacceptable. And that's just not even only the N-word. That's anything that you don't like, you know, um, from the words I mentioned earlier to whatever else that offends. Let someone know that it offends you because they don't know. They don't won't know until you teach them. And you know you've taught them by telling them. Pastor, what you think about that? Well, it's true all by itself, but again, I'm I'm in um in self mode now. I, I, I realize I can't, you know, do anything to change you know, someone else's mind or opinion or even verbiage. I can't change that. They got a right. Uh, as the brother said earlier, there's no law against it. Um, but what I do have control over 
that's what I'm focusing on um, maintaining and, and, and exercising, and that's that's over me. I'm going to, you know, not live to keep somebody from calling me that. I'm going to live prepared for whatever happens. You know, I want to be consistent with um, my life and my responses. I want it to be where, you know what, it's all good. Um, I'm not going to let them control me, but um, I don't know. It's just, it's just, um, I'm just in this self-preservation mode right now. I don't want to um, um, do anything but just make sure I handle this thing the way it should be handled. And I haven't always done that. And it's time, you know, and my challenge is for myself, and I'll challenge everybody else, you know, get better next week. From now to next Tuesday, get better. Get better. Get stronger. You know, it's time to have a new problem. How long is this one word going to plague an entire um, race? How long is this one word going to be talked about and we can never get over it? I mean, you know, we just got to get over it. It's time to grow up, mature, and go on. And while I do understand and respect anybody that will retaliate, it's time for us to um, at least get offended at a new word. At some point, we got to, you know, it's it's almost like we shall overcome. Uh, I do understand the meaning of that song, but there's so many people that sing it just because we've always sang it. But, I mean, it don't have the same meaning for me that it did for my, I don't know, great-great-grandmother. They were sharecroppers, if you will. They picked cotton. They did all these things. You know, they didn't have a vehicle. They didn't have a decent roof over their head. All the things that they didn't have, you know, I do have them. And I'm still saying we shall overcome someday. I mean, I don't know, man. I just think, I don't know, man. I just think we can do better. And that's not to dismiss what's being done wrong, but I just know we can do better. Or let me stop there. I know I can do better. And that's my challenge is to get better next week, to get better oh. next week. I, I want to be better than I am right now. I don't want this crazy feeling I got in the, you know, this helpless feeling like I'm just a uh, a name call away from going to jail. I, I'm just, oh. I'm sick of them, and I'm going to kill all of them. Well, you don't have so many bullets. You ain't going to kill everybody. You might get six, seven, eight, ten, but you're just going to jail, and now what am I going to do? Ruin the lives of all my children and loved ones. You know, come on, quick, quick, I have another preach on this line next week because I'm going to act a fool and ended up in jail. So, you know, you, you, it's time for me to think, man. Look, you know, grow up, get over it, mature. You know, come on, there's worse problems in the world than somebody calling you to the N-word. You know, go and do something to help somebody. You know, stay on your feet so that you can help somebody instead of, I got one of them, I guarantee you that. He won't call nobody else that. Yeah, but you can't help nobody else either. So my promise to you, Quick, is that I'm not going to do anything to uh, hinder your life or hinder our relationship. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to think before I act, and I'm going to get better so that I can be the friend I'm supposed to be. So I, that, that, That's my challenge is to you know, lay it out to everybody else and say, you know what, I'm going to get better. 
I'm going to get better. You don't have to worry about uh, me misrepresenting you. I'm going to be that. I'm going to be that. I'm going to be that dude to do it the right way. Damn. <laughs> I can't hear. I can't. I can't hear you. Uh, you out doing me. So I'm gonna get better too. Come on with it. <laughs> I'm gonna Come get better too. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna tell you that I'm not gonna fall short, but I am I gonna be better you. than I was this week and last week. That's that's good enough for me. If we in this thing together, and you know you love a brother like a brother love you, then you know what? Um, if you're a half step better, you're better. If you're just striving to get better. I don't want to be the only one to get better in the relationship. You know, it, it's got to be, it needs to be. I desire for it to be both ways. I want I want us both to get better. You know, where I don't have to talk you out of anything or go and get you out of something that, you know, uh, you could have prevented or whatever. So to hear you say that, you know, now I have a right and a responsibility to hold you accountable and say, hey, quick, I know that this brother stepped to you like this, this man stepped to you like this, but were you able to step away? You know, for some men, our greatest challenge is a woman. If you can walk away from her, if you can handle that test, then you're doing okay. But can we walk away from someone that demeans us? You know, can we handle that in a way that won't hamper our life? You know, so, again, my challenge, man, is to, you know, to everybody out there, man, let's get better. Let's let's just get better. We're not saying that it's right for them to do that. We're not saying that you're gonna get it right all the time. But let's get better, man. Come on, let's 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 do this thing the right way. We 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 we're, we're representing something greater. We got too much to lose. Too much ground has been covered. Other people have already given their lives, you know, fighting. Don't give yours away trying to defend. You know, get better. Just just get better. Miss Quick's a great woman. You got an awesome wife, and you just want to be married to her for a short period of time, all because, you know, you was going to defend yourself because of a word? Come on, man. Let's get let's get better. Let's let's just get better. Let's get better. So that's thrown the gauntlet down, man, and thank you for answering the call. Oh, I'm going to answer the call. It's going down, and it's and, and, well, we're going to rise up. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> it's it's because I know who I am. You can't. There's no way possible that you can demean me because I know who I am. You may not know who I am, but I know who I am. Right. Right. Period. Right. So moving forward, like like I said, you can't. You saying this to me? Remember, I, I'm. I know who I was created in the image of. I know who I am. Right. And I'm not going to use what he gave me. I have I have the choice to give life or take it, but I'm not going to speak that negativity to you. I'm not going to speak death to you, but I'm going to educate you, and I'm going to move on. Right. So you know what I'm about. To, you know what I'm about to say now. You know you don't challenge me now. It's time to go to work. Let's, let's do let's, it. Let's, yeah, let's go do it. So let's uh, get it in. 
if you're hard in mind, Cliff, you're going to do what you do and, and take us on home. Uh, something happened to Miss Quick. Her, 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 she dropped. But me and you here. That's a, and if you're yeah. hard in mind, Cliff, mine is do your thing. Let's go. Lord, thank you so much for um, just real conversations, regardless of how deep or how shallow. It was definitely needed. And so, God, while we can't control our enemies, um, the ones that uh, attack us, we, we can't control them. All we can do is pray about our response. And I know the first response is going to be, you know, in the flesh. It's going to be to defend. It's going to be to prove our manhood. I, I do understand that. But, God, there's, there's something greater on the inside of us. You know, we're not who we used to be. We know we were made in your image, and we don't want to do anything to disappoint you. And I do understand, God, that we're we're going to fail every now and then. I got that. But your word teaches us that greater is he that's in us than he that is in this world. And let me know that you put greatness on the inside of us. It's there, God, but we have the choice on whether we're going to let out that new person or that old person. And, God, while I understand there's a time to – to, to march and to picket. I understand it's a time to stand up. I understand that and definitely don't have a problem with it. But there's also a time to walk away. There's also a time to understand who you are. And help us to understand what Brooke Quick just said. You know, they may not know who we are, but we got to know who we are. And so, God, please help us. Help us, God, to use that greatness on the inside to overpower, Lord, those thoughts of retaliation. God, this is a rough subject, a rough issue to deal with, and it's more than just us. So, God, I pray that you will strengthen every man, every woman of color that's been mistreated, that's been called out of the name. I pray, God, that you will strengthen them to be able to handle it in a way that's not going to jeopardize their future or their family and friends. Lord, help us, God, to be able to move forward. A challenge has been laid down. And it's simply, let's just get better. But we don't know what all that entails, but we're willing to at least do our best. And, God, when it comes to all everybody's trying to challenge us, we're going to put them in your hands right now. We're going to put them in your hands right now. We do have faith that some kind of way you're going to make this thing right. So thank you, God, for the subject. Thank you for this night. Thank you for my brother, God, that is standing strong in the saddle, being real, being honest. And, God, thank you for this. Uh, program. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Keep us in your care. Cover us in your blood. Use us, God. And and please strengthen us to be able to continue getting better. I ask these things and believe them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Family, that will conclude tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I am your host and number one, Mr. Quick, with Pastor Robinson and Ms. Quick. Uh, and Dr. Twin, the good twin, he's not here, but we know he's here in spirit. So keep God first. Love each other. Know who you are so no one can ever demean who you are. That's all I have. Until next week, peace. <laughs>